Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> y'all weren't ready. I wasn't ready. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. Name that song. Uh, <gasps> Ooh, you better not stop. This is your song. Can you intro the podcast? Fine. It would have been perfect if you had have done it right then, though, because it was looking for Nikki. Y'all anyway, no, 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 you've ruined it. <laughs> Guys, it's our 10th episode of the Not Carrie Bradshaw podcast. This is Jess. And Nikki Lauren. Can we insert like hand claps or something? What the? F- <laughs> I wish y'all could see what she just did. She was doing like moon. Okay, and the third voice that she hear <laughs> is our first guest, one of my favorite people ever, Chelsea. Say hey, Chelsea. Hey guys. Uh uh-uh, uh, Chelsea. Uh uh-uh, Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea tried to Chelsea try to be cute and like calm and collected. <laughs> we should have gotten her drunk. <laughs> got her drunk. She's trying to be bad and bougie. I feel like I was left off of bad and bougie, but I don't want to talk about it. Oh god. <laughs> Chelsea, tell the people who you are. So I'm from California. I've been living in New York for about four years. I work in PR and I have my own event series. So yeah, and Jessica and I have known each other for a while. We used to work together at Oscar de la Renta. We were the only two black girls. (laughs) So of course we bonded and yeah, so I'm here now. I have to also say that I knew Chelsea was going to be like a lifelong friend by her eyebrows. Like the day I walked into the office, it was like, obviously, no other black girl (laughs) in the Oscar de la Renta office. And there was little Chelsea with these like perfectly like clothed brows. And it was like, I'm going to love her forever. And I have. I have. Shout out to my eyebrows. (laughs) Benefit brow bar. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, they're not paying me for this. Right. Don't be giving out free promo. This is going to be fun. I'm excited (laughs) to hear more from Chelsea and learn about this cuffing season. Mm -hmm. Woo, woo. Cuffing season. I'm always left out of that shit. Anyway, <laughs> let's start off with our fashion tip as per usual. Um, 10th fashion tip. I have to be honest about this horrible girl that I work with. She makes me feel like I'm a safari hunter because I can smell every room that she's been in because her perfume is so dank and loud. Not dank. Dank. Like. <laughs> dank and dank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What movie is that? Dank and dank, dank. Oh, set it off. Set it off just had like, what, their 20 year anniversary? Which just made me feel like, shit, how old am I? 40. Fuck off. <laughs> so, today I just want to, let's just have like some brief education about perfume and where to apply it. You do not need to douse yourself in perfume. First of all, you don't know if it's going to be offensive to other people because just because it smells good to you doesn't mean it's going to smell good to everybody. <laughs> and she wears this like shitty, like floral. Uh, it smells almost like pleasures. Like Estee oh, Lauder. No shade to you, mommy. I know you like pleasures, but I try to hide it from her I think every my time. I like pleasure too. Wanda. That's like a mama perfume. No more. <laughs> there are some key spots that you can put perfume to make sure that it stays on you all day. It's called like pulse point. So it's like warm parts on your body. So like your earlobes, the inside of your elbow, behind your knee, lift. Yeah, behind your knee. It's a pulse point. So it's like really warm. It's going to activate it. Yeah, it really (laughs) activates it. Of course, always your wrist, but dab, don't rub. Nikki taught me that. Yes, but I guarantee you that not only is your coworker wearing a cheap perfume, it's probably just a cologne, right? So, you know, there's levels. So it's the order perfume. It's the order Yeah. Oh, so it's probably like love spell from Bitch, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I have, I'm a little bit embarrassed about this. But when I worked at Burberry, there was this lady. She's like this older Puerto Rican lady. And she was so sweet. And this one day she was putting on lotion. And I was like, girl, what you wearing? She was like, I'm not going to do her um, accent because that's offensive. But <laughs> she was wearing fucking Amber Romance from Victoria's Secret and I was like the fact that that shit still smells good to me (laughs) you never forget those scents yeah but she was wearing I think because the the names of the perfumes goes by like level of concentration Mm -hmm. I think the highest concentration is actually cologne right no that's the lowest okay 
perfume. 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 Um, <laughs> then it's eau de perfume, eau de soleil, and then it's the cologne, which people cheat people buy cologne and they think they need to spray it on so much because it doesn't last as long and that's why it's so like potent and they walk by you know you, like older men it's just like god damn <laughs> ain't nothing like smelling that old fresh fresh mean and fast ass deacon who be hitting on the young girls and he walked by smelling like cool water Ooh, or some water. shit and it's like why do they put it in their hand and then hit their neck I didn't people do that in real life <laughs> yeah I feel like you're just projecting because Home Alone is your favorite movie that too but I also worked part time seasonal at Sephora and yeah, I was you did. on the fragrance wall <laughs> and literally people would come in there and they were like oh I want to sample this perfume I'm like okay give me your wrist and they just take the bottle out and put it in their hand like what you Okay, I will say that I did read that if you're a person who talks with your hands a lot, you should like spray, like put some like on the outside of your hands, not your palm, but the other side, but not your palm. Like literally <laughs> like they're like spraying their palm, rubbing it in, which is like a carnal sin, and then like hitting their neck. Oh, and that's another thing. You're not actually supposed to rub your wrist either because you'll dilute the top notes of the fragrance and the top notes are like the smells that you smell within like what the first five minutes mm -hmm. and then you're also kind of creating an unnecessary ass chemical reaction between like the perfume and your natural body oils so mm -hmm. that's why a lot of times some things smell better on other people because what is it that I wear that you don't like on you but you like on me is it the Central Park South I love Central Park South I think Central Central Park South smells really good on you, though. I don't like the Tom Ford that you bought on me. But oh, it smells was, really good on you. That was Santo Blush. Um, but yeah, Nikki is a bad bitch, so she can afford to drop racks on racks on racks on perfume. I still go to Sephora and get samples, and That's I'm not ashamed. Nothing wrong with getting the samples. I'm, I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't feel any kind of way about it. You shouldn't. You know what I've been into lately? That's I, I affordable. Yeah. Um, shea butter that has perfume in it, <gasps> and I get so many compliments. Wait, where do you buy it? Um, so I found this website. It's a black-owned company. It's called The Perfume Chick. We will put that in the <laughs> notes of the episode. We want to support black businesses. Yeah, it's a girl from Maryland. And it's like just the normal shea butter, but she whips it up with perfume. And you just put it on and it lasts all day and it's not strong and your skin is soft. And mm -hmm. I like it. I actually just got one from work today. Y'all don't even know our work, but it's a beauty company. <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all later. Uh, <laughs> but one of our brands is Frederic Mois. You're uh, basically going to tell them where you work because they can just Google. But go ahead, though. Uh, I think he's new, so I don't think it's out there yet. Okay, go ahead. Well, it's sold in parties, but they, they have the butters, which mm -hmm. is basically shea butter. And the perfume is amazing. It lasts a really long time. So there you guys have it for the fashion tip. First of all, do a better job of choosing scents because I, I can't live my life like this. Like it's to the point where I don't even like this girl. <laughs> I don't I, I like I'm on the verge of saying that I hate her, but I won't because I'm a Christian. But I dislike her so much because of how she smells. How dank it is. It's dank. And it's just like, I can walk into the kitchen and be like, that bitch been in here. Because I can smell, like, she leaves a trail. Yeah, that's my roommate. I'm like, bitch, if you don't get on with that cheap-ass perfume. But you also just hate your roommate, so anything that she does, you're going to be blowed. Yeah, moving on. I'm she I don't know. She don't care. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, there's one other pulse point that I thought was, like, super cool that I never thought about. But Liv Tyler's, Steven Tyler's daughter was like if you put it in your belly button because it's like a super warm place and it just like emanates. I was like, mm -hmm. shut the front door. Oh, also collarbones because it's like obviously your bone oh, yeah. structure, it kind of will sit in that crease. But if you put it in your belly button and you had like a special night or something, like is that... Do you want to you wanna talk about that? You want to go there? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. Okay, moving on. Because for me, that would We're never done. be an issue. We're done. That would never be an issue. We are complete. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our fashion tip. And we'll be right back to dive into some more info with Chelsea.
Yo, 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 yo. Oh, wait. Who told me that that makes me sound like Charlamagne the God? Never mind. Y'all forget that I said yo, 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 yo. Even though <laughs> I got it. I got it from Mr. Chains. It's fine. Do what you do, you, boo. This is your podcast. Right. And ain't like Charlamagne gonna come for me, even though we did have a Twitter beef a while back. Oh, God. He actually talked about me on his podcast. What did he say? It was like, you know what? We'll talk about that another day. Okay. So let's get into it with Chelsea Poo. Hey, Chelsea Poo. Hey guys, <laughs> that's not her real name, y'all. It's not like her Instagram. Anyways. No, I don't. Your, I don't go your, by Chelsea. Your Instagram, your Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's real simple. It's my first name, last name, Chelsea Turpin underscore. That is my Instagram and Twitter. Nice. I have to be honest. Chelsea's Instagram is popping. It makes me feel like I'm such a basic bum bitch, but it's fine. <laughs> So again, me and Chelsea met when we were both students at FIT. We were interning together at Oscar de la Renta, being beaten down by um, a small white woman who could not tell the difference between us, even though we don't look alike. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I forgot all about that. Fuck her. Um, I heard she got fired, so... Good for her. Look at God. <laughs> Won't he do it? He will. Remember that time her car got declined? Ooh. Oh. And the other girls on the team were like, don't tell her. Just use my car. And it was like a $10 purchase. Like, yeah. Like at Starbucks. Dunkin'. Thanks oh, to Dunkin Mr. Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, we were those interns. But anyway, do. So, Chels, you're from L.A. Tell us what prompted yes. the big move to New York. So I actually moved around a couple times before actually coming to New York. I lived in North Carolina for a year. Then I went to Howard for two years. I actually went to Howard with my high school boyfriend. And of course it didn't last because I mean, who wants to be in a relationship at an HBCU? Where there's 13 girls to everyone, guys. So you already know how that goes. But I had a really bad breakup and I was just like, you know what? Like, I want to pursue my dreams. I want to work in the fashion industry. What better place to do it than New York? I got an internship at JCPenney, which is really random. But Wait, they well. I did not know you had an internship at JCPenney. Wait, yeah. and the fact that you just said that they paid because I interned at Rachel Roy and she wanted to drop it off new. You know That's what? The thing, like the big retail stores, like you can intern at like TJ Maxx and make coin. Like, right. It's, you it's luxury companies. Yeah, luxury companies do not pay because they're, you have to think about it. A shit ton of people buy like Fruit of the Loom, but how many people do you know that own like a Versace anything outside of like fragrance belt or beauty? Buckle. Yeah, or that <laughs> or a big ass belt buckle. So it, yeah, like bigger companies do pay more. Like the salary from what I would have made at Burberry compared to what I made at Coach, and we all know that Coach is trash compared to like Burberry, but Coach paid more because they're like a more accessible brand. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead. Fashion Fashion. Um, <laughs> Hashtag. So yeah, so um, I found this JCPenney internship. They offered to pay for my living expenses and pay me on top of that. Damn. So I was like, you know what? I told my boyfriend I was moving to New York and that was our way of breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and then I spent the summer here interning at JCPenney, kind of getting a feel for the city. Then ended up at Oscar de la Renta. So yeah. I'm just so proud of you. I can't even deal. You're so annoying. I am. I'm always so proud of her because she's like so much younger than me. And like she moved here like at such a young age. Whereas if I couldn't have like been in New York at that age, I would I would have been sold into human trafficking by mistake. (laughs) I came close, but Oh my god. Let's save that for another day. So your new venture that you're working on, tell us about it. Sure. So it's called Cuffing Season. We actually hit our one year this month. Damn, that was fast. Congrats. Thank you. I mean, there's still a lot that I want to accomplish and kind of segue this into. But yeah, so basically I moved here after a really bad breakup. I was single for four years and I literally tried every single way of dating. I was on Tinder, Soul Swipe. Not Soul Swipe. So I know I'm, it's embarrassing to say, but. No, it's not embarrassing. Let me Remember? tell you something. Sidebar. It's like five people at my job right now that are getting married and they all met on like Tinder and OkCupid. Okay no, remember? I had their boyfriend on like prob- whatever older people go on, like eHarmony or something. 
but they've been together like seven years now. But you remember we were on Plenty of Fish? Oh, and that guy, that guy, this terrible guy, DM me and was just like, um, you look like a Barbie doll. I'm trying to be your kin. Mm. I got off. Yeah. Within a minute. Yeah. Yeah, I did. (laughs) So you you went through the rigmarole of online dating. Yeah, I did online. And then I had like coworkers that would be like, oh, you got to meet my friend. Like you guys would be perfect for each other. And then I meet the guy and I'm like. Do you know me at all? (laughs) So it was just really bad. And I was really open to meeting someone. Like, I dated a lot. Even if I wasn't into the guy or they weren't my type, I was still give it a chance. And it was just really, I was getting to the point where I was like, all right, I either need to move or just give up (laughs) on dating. Mm -hmm. And I knew a lot of other girls that felt that way. So I was like, what if I create an event where single young women of color could meet other guys that are single. Cause I had a bunch of friends from Howard that were moving to New York that worked at like Goldman Sachs, like had really good jobs, smart guys and were single. So I was like, let me just get all these people in one room and see what happens. So I did my first event at a bar in Bushwick. I thought it was going to be really small. Texted everybody in my phone. I put it on my Instagram then I had friends that were just like, oh, I'll repost it for you. And then the DJ reposted it. And then our first event, we had over 200 people there. <laughs> Girl, what was I? <laughs> Probably a young tender. Yeah, let's go in there like some aunties and shut that no, shit down. People of all ages. Listen, I'm here for it. I'm Listen, Tina it. knows over there gonna walk in like, y'all don't know nothing about this. She gonna be requesting that the DJ play Shalimar and shit. Listen, and there will be a man there that will appreciate it. <laughs> I, I like your optimism, sis. Absolutely. He'll be like, 35 maybe I don't know so Chels you have this entrepreneurial endeavor but you also have a full-time job that we're not going to shout out because they're not paying us (laughs) how do you balance building cuffing season in addition to having a nine-to-five so at my nine-to-five I actually produce events Um, I work for a fashion retailer I'm not going to say their name But I do events at work, so I kind of take bits and pieces of what I learn at work and then just use it for cuffing season. Like, I know for work, we like to have our logo everywhere. And I was just like, okay, let me put a cuffing season logo like on the wall and get some branded cups and napkins. So I kind of use my nine to five to kind of teach me how to grow my business in a lot of Saturday morning meetings and conference calls and just working after work but yeah that's pretty much how I do both working after work that's important (laughs) I know for me like it's I have ideas and I'm just like oh I'm gonna do it after work and I'm just like "Mm, actually I just want to order some time watching Netflix so talk about that when you have I'm not gonna lie I have been slacking off lately just because my job has been very stressful and it's kind of like once you're there all day you just want to go home and eat and watch tv and chill but I have days when I really don't like my job and it just kind of reminds me that it is important to have my own thing going on outside of work because I do want to get to the point where if I'm not liking my job I can say hey guys I quit and have my own thing going on and my own reputation not just based off of who I work for right but so it is you do feel like that whatever you're learning in your current position you're nine to five that you can take it and implement it in your side hustle. Exactly. Yeah, it's all helpful. And I feel like that is really important to kind of have your nine to five and your hustle like align or have a nine to five where you can work on your side hustle while you're there. Like me, because (laughs) baby, let me tell you, I get some work done at work. (laughs) I used to, I was an executive assistant at Saks for a while And my bosses would go to Europe for like a month. And that whole time I would just be at work, like working on cuffing season, building the website. I would have to like hide my computer screen. But yeah. See, I'm so shameless. I think that I might have a like a privacy screen on one of my monitors. And I just try to keep like stuff on that one screen yeah but I just yeah well let's talk about that because I feel like a lot of times people feel like oh you know I can't do both or it's not possible but I feel like you you, at a certain point you have to 
just do it and go yeah there for me i don't think that there is like a secret formula like i remember when i was talking to our friend our friend tola about this because at one point i had a bunch of stuff popping off at one time Mm -hmm. and i was like how do you manage everything especially because we were doing girl wonder um this nonprofit that we're a part of we were doing that on Saturdays and I was like how do you manage everything and she's like there is no magic formula you just do it but I don't like for people to like I think that's kind of the issue with self-help culture it's like people think that it's like a one-size-fits-all and just because one person completely walked away from because your business partner completely like walked away from his nine to five to pursue his thing right yeah, well, he was laid off, so he had, like, three months of yeah. leave. Yeah. So, wait, let's not leave any holes for the people that are listening. So, you so you do have a business partner with Cuffing Season? Yes. And so, how did that come about? So, him and I actually used to work in buildings that were across the street from each other. Um, we grabbed lunch one day, and I was like, oh, I want to do this party, but I feel a little overwhelmed. Like, I have a venue, I have a name, but I don't have a DJ. And he's like, oh, I DJ. Mm-hmm. So, and he offered to do it for free. And from there, like, I've always just bounced ideas off of him. He goes to see every venue with me, goes to meetings with me. So we kind of just built a business relationship off of that. His name is Brent. Shout out, Brent. <laughs> hey, Brent. Is he cute? He's super, super <laughs> nice. Is he single? Yeah. I, he don't. He doesn't really tell me about his personal life. I think he has a couple things uh, going. Bye. Whoa, you Brent, just put Brent out there. I mean, I'm assuming Brent is just. He's not local. Every every weekend, he's in another city, another country. He's my kind of guy. We're talking about you. Instagram is Store King Brent. <laughs> But I love that you, a huge part of you building that partnership was that you put yourself out there. Like, you can't be afraid to tell people, like, this is what I want to do. Because had you not been brave enough to say that, you wouldn't have been able to make that connection. Yeah, and that's, I listen to a lot of, like, self-help podcasts and read a lot of books. And people always talk about, like, manifestation or, like, visualizing. And it kind of sounds like a lot of hoopla. But I just, I talk a lot. So when I have an idea, I just talk to everybody about it. And then you'll see that you'll come across a lot of people that are either trying to do the same thing or want to do something similar or know somebody. So I think it's really important to just like share your ideas and what you're working on and like network with people because you never know who is <laughs> who could help you or wants to do the same thing. So I just raised my hand like I was in class. And I'm just <laughs> sitting here like, where even are we? <laughs> Um, but I wanted to know because a lot of times people talk about like oh their success you see it on social media and you're like oh you know this person is really doing great or whatnot but I would love to know some of the challenges that came along with you know launching Coven Season and mm-hmm. you know what are some things that you still face now after a year in yeah I think growing up or just as a young adult I've always heard a lot of women talk about inequality or finding it hard to get respect and I've never come across that but I've seen it when I'm trying to negotiate with venues and I tell them you know I want to have an event here I'm expecting 200 guests I'm going to need three bartenders I'm going to need security they always just are like oh yeah sure you're going to have 200 people like they underestimate me Mm -hmm. and I don't know it kind of seems like it's because I'm young and I'm black and I'm a woman so I think they're used to promoters or event planners looking a certain way. So when I come in and tell them I want to do certain things, they don't really believe me. So I've had a lot of events where they're understaffed. They run out of alcohol because they just don't believe that Mm -hmm. I'm going to do what I'm telling them I'm going to do. Or I've had venues that will say like, oh, you want to have a party here? Well, we want to keep 90% of what you make at the bar and we want all of your money from the door because they don't think that it's going to be a successful event. But I have guy friends who had events at the same venues and they get their terms are way different. Mm. They're offered way more money. And it's kind of um, it's just been hard trying to negotiate with people and be taken seriously because of my age and the way that I look. And I'm a woman. So 
That's kind of what I run into. The way that I look. Because she a bad bitch, y'all. <laughs> okay, like, so, I have to say, yeah. I don't have any ugly friends. And it's not on purpose. But I don't. And so I do think that if you... That does oftentimes give me pause. Because I'm just like, are you doing this because I'm black? Or because I'm a woman? Or because I have huge boobs and a huge butt? Like, or because I'm five Oh my gosh. So last... Three weeks ago, I did an event in D.C., and I partnered with these guys. So the whole time leading up to the event, we talked over email, text message, and and the phone. And I met them, and the guy was like, oh, you're cuter than I expected. I was like, what do you mean? What? He's like, I thought only an ugly girl would be doing a speed dating event. He was like... What the fuck? He's like, pretty girls don't have trouble meeting people, so I I expected you to be ugly. I'm like... Thanks. Like, what, what, what is what that? What looking like? Like, who says that kind of stuff? Who said, I thought you were going to be ugly? How did you respond? Because you continue to be a better person than I am. <laughs> I was just like, what What do you mean you expected me to be ugly? And he's just like, I mean, speed dating. Like, I thought it was just going to be a bunch of, like, desperate girls or some ugly girl putting it together. Not a lot of girls, you know, promote parties and do stuff like this. So, I don't know. I just, my expectations were different. And my thing is, even if you felt that way, why did you feel it appropriate to voice it? Right. And it's like, you are the reason why there are single pretty girls, because they're stupid Did you think people. I was going to say, oh my gosh, thank you. Yeah. He was I'm like, happy I exceeded your expectations. Yeah, because what if you said, oh, you look better than I thought? Or I, I didn't think a black man could actually have a conversation. Like, look, yeah, there's so many people yeah. here that it's, it's like, what are you it's just, Shut up. Like, and he was a cute guy, but as soon as he opened his mouth, it's just like, you what? know what is additionally terrible is that when the guy isn't cute, but they don't know that they aren't cute, and they talk to you like you're supposed to also know that they're cute. What you call it? Ugly nigga logic? Ugly nigga logic. Talk <laughs> about it. Okay, wait. This is totally unrelated, but did you hear about how the Offset or Takeoff or whatever said that they asked him why he proposed to Cardi B? And he was like, oh, I mean, she's smart. She She's a hard worker, blah, blah. And she's not black. And he the, said, oh, wait, and how did I miss that? And the interviewer was like, but she's a woman of color. He was like, but, you know, she's not like African-American. Yeah, that way. No, girl, I missed that. Because he's young. That was fun. Why did he add on the My heart <laughs> just sank into my ass. And I like, what? Videos, but I like, do too. I need him to understand the diaspora. And I think he said something about, like, yet she's not dark skinned or something. It was <gasps> no, so. Okay, now bro. I'm just paraphrasing, but, like, I've, I haven't seen the clip, but a couple of different people told me he said it was she's not dark-skinned or she's not black-black or she's not African-American. Like, he said something to that extent. And the interviewer even, like, tried to call him out on it and he just kind of kept going with it. Like, we're going to have to research the business. Yeah. Well, yeah. We ugly niggas that have opinions. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you don't even deserve to have an opinion. It's like this terrible date that I went on. Was it two weeks ago? And the Ooh, guy just... <laughs> we're not gonna no, say who it was what can we just tease the audience y'all it, it's a famous black guy but you went on a date with somebody famous yes would you say he's b-list let's say b-list b that's fine no b-plus no, okay he all right millions he <gasps> had the hit show michael b jordan no girl yeah, if girl. it wouldn't let me <laughs> listen if michael bay jordan <laughs> gave gave somebody like me a chance y'all wouldn't even see me no more um <laughs> No. no he, okay, let me just give the stats real. I just want to tease the people. No, because you're going to make a mistake and give it away. No, okay, go, it. Ahead, Guys, go ahead. He had a hit box office movie that grossed millions. Tyrese? No. <laughs> he, he has been... <laughs> He has a, he's going to feature, well, a reoccurring role on a hit show. Uh-huh. I'm a huge Jenny network. Black. I'm going to punch Girl you in the face. <laughs> uh, and then he also, his his main show was actually recently canceled. So that could be anything. Okay, cool. We'll leave I'm it at that. That's all we need to know. We'll leave it at that. Um, The date was horrible. You got money, though? Anyway. The date. <laughs> the a Netflix special? The oh, date oh, was. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to find out. Uh, I don't like Nikki. Anyway, the date just wasn't like good. Chelsea. 
damn it the date just wasn't good and i kept trying to like save it but it was basically like he ended up being really like critical of me at one point oh, and damn. in my head i was just kind of like you ain't even fine to be sitting here trying to read me for fills my nigga <laughs> so why did you go on the date i went on the date because for one thing he seemed like he would be a nice person just like based on his this is wrong i will admit this in retrospect based on his body of work and then also <laughs> on like his uh also like based on his interviews and stuff he seemed like a really cool guy mm-hmm. so i was just like really disappointed that he wasn't like as cool as I thought that he was gonna be but he ended up talking about how black women don't do enough to support black men Mm, and yeah it was like "Mm, you who hurt you it was like he basically as my friend would say brought his trauma out for drinks (laughs) and yeah I was just posted there but anyway so interesting Given that you kind of are in the business of black dating, like what are, what are your thoughts on like the state of dating and black love? Well, since I'm a love expert, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> are you? No, I mean just based on the turnout for my events, I feel like it's kind of giving me hope that there are a lot of young black people that actually do want a relationship or are interested in connecting with other people. Um, I feel like it's kind of become the norm to go to parties and you're just ass to crotch the whole time. And you, don't really, <laughs> and you don't really like exchange names or like if you do exchange a number when they text you the next day, you're like, uh, can you send me a pic? So I think there are a lot of people who are interested in having an actual connection. Yeah, but I don't know if I can really assess the whole state of black youth black youth okay calm down calm down reverend al sharpton we're not we're not asking you to bust that thing open um we're gonna take a brief break and then we'll be right back to discuss some current love events with chelsea back who are you i like to kind of sound like a um sports person announcer <laughs> sports ball announcer what are those people commentator Goodbye. sports ball Chelsea. announcer don't listen to her y'all I, know what i'm trying I to have say real questions because i'm trying to be out here dating and you playing talking that's why you got no man you're right that's why you got no man go ahead so chelsea i'm a single black female in new york right so i'm i'm loving what i'm hearing about cousin season and i want to know like are there success stories or, you know, what are some trends that you're seeing at your events? Like, I want to know what it is because for someone like me, and I'm pretty sure like some of our listeners. Nikki is trying to get chose. I am. It's, it's, it's coming it's it's I'm, I'm proud of you. Winter is here, bitch. You're right, Ned Stark. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. So, like, a lot of times I go out and I find myself, like, wasting time. I'm yeah. just like, why am I here? Well, that's why I started Cuffing Season because, okay, so I always wanted to try speed dating, but when you look it up, like, those type of events are usually for older white people. Nobody's really hosting speed dating events for people our age. So Or our race. <laughs> or our race. So with cuffing season, I wanted to create um, an event where somebody like you could come out and not only do you meet one guy in one night, but you'll meet probably 10 or 12 guys and you have five minute conversations with all of them. I would see people exchanging numbers, Instagrams. Mm -hmm. And then once the party starts after the speed dating, you already have somebody who you're kind of into. So then the rest of the night, I feel like Everybody tells me it's just a different vibe. Like, everybody knows why they're there. So, you don't really see girls acting stank, like, oh, talk to me. Or you don't see guys acting shy. Mm -hmm. Everybody's kind of going for it because they know, like, we're here for the same. We're all here trying to get chose. So, and I feel like people get what they come for. So, my best friend, she helped me with the first event. 
And that next day, she had three dates. Or that weekend, she went on three different dates. Now, that's what the hell I'm talking about. Just <laughs> and then we, we we're, we're going to go for the, the auntie crowd. And it's Tina knows. I'm excited about it. Especially because you're 65. I am. I'm, Chelsea, I don't know if you know, but I'm like Tina knows at heart. Really, she right really now. is. She is the king of aunties. Like <laughs> We got I, some uncles in there. We got some daddies. That's what I say. You got some daddies. Wait, as an aside, speaking of daddies, do y'all know who Jeff Goldblum is? No. Okay, never mind. Never mind. That's too mainstream for you guys, obviously. Go ahead, Chelsea. (laughs) (laughs) Why do we do that? What happened to Kesta? Yeah, what happened to her? I think she got arrested again. Oh wow. Well, I guess selling pussy ain't always worth it. Go ahead. Uh but yeah, so you can go on dates from the event. I feel like everybody gets what they're looking for. So mm-hmm. my, one of my guy friends, I'm not going to say his name, but he's mastered these events. Mm-hmm. Every time he leaves with a different girl. First time he left with a mother. Well, he found out. Oh, <laughs> a mother. <laughs> he took her home. They did what they did. And then she was like, oh, I got to go check on the kids. And he was like, what? Wait, <laughs> Wait the kids are in the house. Right, yeah, yeah, that's another story. That's- but. And then he also, he's met some really cute girls. Like, he just mastered speed dating, and he just finesses his way of going home with somebody. So it sounds like he's someone that is not looking for love, but he just simply wants to date. And I feel like sometimes guys hear cuffing season, and they're like, oh, I don't want to get cuffed. You can still come, and you're going to meet more girls than you would standing up against the wall with your niggas Mm -hmm. at One Oak or wherever people go. (laughs) right where do people go and one crazy story this guy was in the photo booth with two friends they both gave him uh their numbers and they ended up having a threesome two weeks after the event i'm not gonna say his name can i just say something about threesomes (laughs) yeah threesomes sound good in theory but i don't understand the execution from a logistical standpoint because i just feel like at some point like, I think RuPaul said, like, if you go into a threesome, everyone has to be okay with the fact that at some point you're not going to be included. I'm never going to be okay not being included. I need a lot no, of attention, I need to be especially mm-hmm. like in that moment. And then I never want to end up on the bottom of the threesome. Or what if you get somebody like Lawrence? From insecure, who can't get it up a second time? Let yeah. me tell you, that doesn't only happen in threesomes. That happens in regular <laughs> life. Make it, That's life. No, I saw this meme one time where this girl was like, "Dudes swear they like a girl who likes sex until they meet a girl who likes sex," mm-hmm. and that's true. Guys can't always. I really don't think that hashtag not all guys but it's like they can't always hang like mm-hmm. the dudes be having like these like fantastical sexual desires but it's like could you actually execute right. like be real with yourself be, be real. real so real quick i have a question because i have a lot of single fr- well, not a lot but mm-hmm. i have a few single friends in atlanta and houston also la are we going to take this show on the road Cuffy season tour, I really do want to. We just did our first event in D.C. and we had a huge turnout. I've had people DM me, some girl from Oakland, Mm -hmm. somebody else in Philly. So the demand is there. So I'm just working out the logistics. Chelsea, I will not (laughs) charge you for this right now, but I'm thinking we should make you the Black Millennial Millionaire matchmaker. Millionaire oh. matchmaker. Yes. Oh my gosh, I love Patty. If that could be me. Go ahead, Auntie. <laughs> it also, you saw that. You saw that. <laughs> moment. Yeah. But also, like, I love, okay, I was a huge fan of Millionaire Matchmaker, and I love how the girls would come in, and she would look at their outfits and be like, a guy does not want to have sex with you in that outfit. And, like, the one that we did in D.C., I know it's after work or whatever, but the way that some of those girls came in there just their outfits I'm like you're not giving me sex appeal you're mm-hmm. not giving me you're giving you me know, nine to five exactly we need the weekend okay but who gonna sing the song I'm not go ahead Chelsea you know you think you <laughs> both of y'all think y'all can sing actually no, it has ruined cool. my life you feel it James <laughs> But yeah, so I'm feeling like, you know, I want to coach not only the ladies, but also the guys. A lot of guys are like, I want to come, but nobody's going to like me. And I'm like, 
a lot of the guys are a lot more shy than the women mm-hmm. or they're like oh I'll speed date if my boys do it like they need to be co-signed mm-hmm. or like, so I kind of they need to hunt in packs yes I want to <laughs> have like something before the party where I tell the girls what to wear Ooh, a coaching session you know coaching. what manager Nikki get on this Ooh, okay. Okay. Guys, we'll talk about okay. this offline right. we don't want anyone to steal our ideas <laughs> yes. right but, because um, I'll come find you I'm the enforcer don't be taking my babysit's ideas I've already had a couple of copycats Ooh, you, you let me know Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Little fight, mama. Style. I've seen speed dating. <laughs> oh, wait, have you seen that video on Instagram? The video with the mama, where the girl was like, "Acting like she's about to fight somebody on the phone," and the mama was like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> when she said, <laughs> "She said, who is she?" No, when she said, "I'm coming too," I said, "Yes, Vanessa." That is such a mom. That like, oh, okay. I, my mom doesn't even know how to find podcasts. I don't have to worry about her hearing this. Just as an aside, when I was in high school at a homecoming dance, my mom is so ghetto sometimes. There was like a fight because obviously I went to Westlake. It's kind of hood, whatever. Westlake High School is a place of higher learning located in Atlanta, Georgia, Southwest Atlanta to be exact. We Zone put out. No. I'll fight you. No. I'll fight you. That's the only part of Atlanta. No east side over here. No. We don't even anyway. No. So Westlake is my alma mater. It's my shit. Um yeah, Tri Cities is the best high school. I'm not gonna debate I'm sorry. Tri Cities was a arts magnet. Westlake was a was a math and science magnet. Anyway. Also, no, Andre three thousand graduated from my school as well as Candy Burrs. As well. You know what? what? I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna name our <laughs> alumni because they aren't all good. <laughs> me, bitch. I did. Okay? It's me. So, anyway, it was our homecoming. Of course, after homecoming, some fights broke out. Like you do. Like you do. As for huge. And my mom thought that my boyfriend at the time was fighting. And somebody was like, oh, shit. That's such and such. Insert ex-boyfriend's name here. When I tell you my mom took off running up the hill towards the fight, and I'm like, Ma, it's not him. Come back. Come back. And I'm just like, what were you going to do? What were you going to do? Like, what were mom? you going to do? You were going to, like, fight children? Like, well, I just, I didn't know. What was I going to tell his mama? Like, what? Nothing. <laughs> I'm picturing your mom running up. You know my mom is like the sweetest person, yeah. but like, girl. That's funny. That's, How do we get to that ball? I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm a, I love my mom. I bring her up all the time. Anyway, go ahead, Chelsea. I don't know. I never know. Oh, we were oh we were talking about you like coaching. Oh yeah. Coaching so the there's a lot. There's a lot we can do with cuffing season, but we definitely are going to take it to more cities and yeah. If anyone would like to it. sponsor cuffing season. We're taking sponsors slot in Nikki's DMs, not mine. <laughs> so, okay. I have to say something since we're talking about black love and dating. Did anybody watch Married to Medicine? Mm-hmm. I should. It's a tear. I was so heartbroken for Dr. Jackie, but especially as she was talking about how like women were coming after her. Mm-hmm. And even on social media, I saw so many women saying like well she knew she was too dedicated to her job like what were y'all's thoughts because i was like pissed i was really annoyed when like toya and them tried to chime in and she was like it's my job to be my husband's life bitch because you you ain't got no job well okay so i don't watch the show a lot but i did watch this first episode and before the shows that i've seen in the past like I used to be like, oh, that quad girl is so annoying. This made me love quad. It made yeah. me love quad because she was giving a read, honey. I was she like, she's She said, like, if this was a man who was working all the time, she would be expected to, like, hold it down no matter how lonely she was. And that's so true. Like, there's so many guys that or they tell women not to work and stay at home. And then they're never there. Well, I have to say something. This is also a part of, like, a secret fear that I have in terms of, like, letting a man be the sole provider Mm -hmm. of the household. Because I just feel like, what if he wakes up one day and decides he doesn't want to be bothered with you anymore? What would you be able to do? And Toya kind of hinted at that because Toya is the wife of a doctor. He's an ER surgeon, I think. Mm -hmm. They're in a huge amount of debt because she's 
they both mismanaged their money. But anyway, she was like, if he does something where I'm going to go, I got two kids. And it's like, girl, it's not necessarily that you have two kids. It's the fact that you have no marketable skills. You have nothing to fall back on. And then I kind of wonder, too, if you are like a stay at home mom and you solely rely on your husband financially, what like I guess I feel like what happens when your kids go to college? Like, do you have anything to hold on to outside of being a wife and a mother? And so I applaud Dr. Jackie so much for being so committed to like her female patients and Mm -hmm. being a breast cancer survivor and stuff like that. And the fact that she's being punished for being a hardworking woman. And not only does she work hard, but she's super involved in the community. Yeah, she did so much work to give back. And I think she just kind of she probably fell in love with the work and just I feel like she realized how it was affecting her husband. But at the same time, like when you're like Quad said, when you're committed to somebody, you're not always going to be like fully stimulated and getting everything you want from that person. That's part of marriage. Right. What were you going to say? I I feel like while I am heartbroken for Jackie, like literally, I felt like I was not like shed a tear when those strippers were on her and she she was was trying to hold it together. Yeah. Like I applaud her for being like a, a strong, determined woman. But I do feel like, and this goes across the board for both men and women, there has to be a balance. I think we we have to both find a balance between work, marriage, being at home, and just finding time for each other. Yeah, but when you work in the medical field, like it's hard to find balance because literally somebody can call you at 3 a.m. and say, I'm going into labor, and you have to go. Like It's not where you have a 9 to 5, and it's like, all right. Tonight at six, I'm going to go to dinner with my husband. Mm -hmm. Right. But, and I also think, I remember when I was interviewing at some company, I think it was Coach or Barbary or whatever, and I was interviewing with the VP and she was a wife and a mom. And I was asking her, like, in terms of your workload, you know, when you really try to sell them on the fact that you're trying to beat her long term. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, how do you feel that you balance all those things? And she was like, you can have everything, just not at the same time. So sometimes when your career is booming, you might be messing up with your friends or when you're doing really well with your husband, your friends feel really neglected. I think that life kind of goes in those cycles. Mm -hmm. But if you feel that neglected, first of all, there's a learning cycle. They were trying to work things out. But if it's getting so bad that you don't want to be in it anymore, leave. But you don't cheat on me. Yeah, I was just about to say that. And publicly. And publicly humiliate me. Exactly. I'm just like, you need to file for divorce. You need to leave. Like, don't. If you can't take the heat, get out the damn kitchen. And they tried to say, like, oh, well, he was warning you, blah, blah, blah. No, fuck that shit. If you going to warn me, warn me for real, nigga. Send me the papers. Right. (laughs) Like, let me know. That was what was so upsetting for me. And it was the fact of like, oh, my God, Dr. Heavenly, Dr. Heavenly sent who my blood was boiling because she was just like, if my husband, she it ain't his fault. It's oh, that trifling bitch. And I was so just like, crazy. yeah, like, no, the level of play that game. Exactly. The level of internalized misogyny that she was expressing there just like it wore me disgusting. down. It was so disgusting. I mean, she calls her husband daddy, so which freaks me out. Expect? It freaks me out. And then number one, first of all, did y'all peep this when she was like, so would you cheat on me? And he was and like, he was like, there's a lot of beautiful women out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, well, the proof is in the pudding right here, haven't we? Yeah. It's like, I feel like if, if anything, you're kind of, it, I think that it was stabbing at her insecurities, maybe. Absolutely. She got so upset. And I was sitting there like, y'all are not paying attention to Jackie. Like, yeah. You're talking about your husband that hasn't even cheated yet. Well, to your knowledge. And, <laughs> right. Far as you and know. Jackie's over here breaking down. Like, this is not about you. Yeah, I felt like Quad was maybe the only one who was like, and what's the other doctor with the North House and the South oh, House? Simone. Yeah, Dr. Mm-hmm. Simone. Like, they were, you know, more so focused on Dr. Jackie, but I still even like the way she handled the conversation with a she level of so grace boys. that I aspire to. Dr. Jackie. Oh, honey, I'm here to tell you that you are not. <laughs> I adore you um, in all your ways, but this that's just, that's something for you to aim for. No, like, in the, not literally, but, like, in the sense that she's, like, she doesn't really show emotion a lot. Like, she cries. Like, I'm I don't so cry. Do I cry? I'm so sorry. No. Don't do this. Okay. Just say so. Like, she, she's very, like, closed in a little bit. And I feel like sometimes I'm very closed in. I will like, agree. I don't do a lot. I will. I 
A hundred percent, I agree. But the emotion that you show may not be like sadness, but you express some different emotions, and it ain't in a, always in a graceful way. I don't, I don't, well, I don't watch the show enough, but just from what I saw on the first episode, I was just like, oh, like if that happened to me, I probably would be like Jackie, like trying to be like cool and like have these strippers here but then like on the inside be like oh shit like I'm really about to break down like don't touch me don't touch me and I didn't like how Claude was like so you leaving him like it just happens yeah like don't put me on I hope that that was like a producer kind of note that was like give the people something Mm -hmm. or whatever because that's what I was thinking yeah it's like girl don't don't be asking me that and this shit just happened five minutes ago but I, know. I felt like quad that's what I wanted to know and I feel like a lot of times like with your homegirls or whatever like if they call you like oh he did this and you know it's just like in your mind you're like bitch leave him like well, here, so it's easy can. Yeah, it is and I also think that there's a lot of situations where a woman might know that some shit is going on but she does not want to be embarrassed about the fact that she's still going to stay because mm-hmm. I know someone who's like that that is like should we tell her whatever whatever and it's like we're not going to tell her anything that she doesn't know but like she's gonna be more embarrassed that we know that she's aware of it and that she's staying. I Let feel me like tell you women have disclaimer. Right. You bitches tell me. Oh, I would a hundred percent. But that's Chelsea. You gotta tell me. But you also. But we've discussed this before. You have to be the kind of friend that people can come to. You know what I mean? Some people aren't aren't very like open. They'll cut you off. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm telling y'all now. If y'all think my man is gay, if you've seen him walking well, down the street, to- how did we get to gay? <laughs> oh yeah, we if do you, got if a you home see him girl. Walking down the street oh, with damn. A- yeah, I said that because we have a home girl whose dude is like hella suspect. But anyways, to the point where like our gay homeboys was like, wait, that that's your home girl? Like we were all out at a at a place, like, <laughs> and my homeboy who just so happens to be gay was like, wait. That was her boyfriend because I picked up on some vibes and I was like, "Hey, hey, well, hey, no." Hey. But but how does how does one tell one's friend shit like that? There was one thing since we're talking about relationships really quickly. I just want to get y'all's feedback on the um, the shade room post about. <laughs> the oh, dude. so I don't know if y'all saw on shade room recently where it was like it was a picture of a couple. They were out to dinner and basically the headline was like. All crazy girls know what's wrong with this picture. So it did take me a second to look at it. I was like, I, I saw two. I saw two different captions. I, okay, I saw the one that was like, if if the dude, know, if your dude know what's up with this picture, then he's cheating. Okay. Um, well, the one. Oh, so it was two. One on spiritual world, and then I guess oh, the one on shaver. Okay. Okay. So basically, I was like, well, what's wrong with the damn picture? But then I looked, and I was like, oh, that phone is down. That's kind of sus. So <laughs> set the scene, because it basically it looked like a girl and a guy. It kind of looked like they was at Benihana in Buckhead, <laughs> and <laughs> it looked like it was the girl's birthday, and the girl had her phone face up, and mm-hmm. the guy who we can only assume was her dude had his phone face down. I didn't know what was wrong with the picture for a long time. I'm looking in the corners. It took me five minutes. It took me a minute. Did you immediately know? No, I didn't know at all. But then my friend, I sent it to my friend. She was like, that goddamn phone down. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Is that, okay, so is that a clue to you? Is that like an indicator of of something? If a guy always has his phone down, face down. because like it could just be natural instinct but I'm so again, sorry when I said face down I started thinking about the little boosie song face, face down. down ass up yeah, sorry go ahead no that's I'm not little boosie go ahead that's a whole <laughs> other that? I was talking about the, D, the, the DJ mustard just go ahead with your point okay sorry I, I still want to know who that is okay we'll talk about it later auntie it's, it's eight ball no you're wrong go ahead oh. auntie go okay <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just that the song it I was triggered. What was I talking about, Chelsea? The phone being face was, down. Does it mean I something? Mean? Oh, does it mean you something? Your friend was like, Oh, my friend said that goddamn phone down. I was like, Oh, it is down. Um, so I feel like it's twofold. Like, what if it's just natural instinct? Like, you know, you sit at this head when you just sit your phone down, not thinking about it. But if you know you have a habitual lying ass nigga, like that could be a clue. Like, I think it oh, depends on who you're dealing with. Like, 
Cause you that song Erica Badu, she's like I can make a bitch phone like that could be a good thing that his phone is down like he's solely focused on you he's not over like I hate when I'm out with a guy and they're texting and they're mm-hmm. on Instagram like pay attention to me yeah so maybe that's why I didn't see anything wrong with the picture but I think if your dude has cheated or you think he's cheating or he likes to text and be in DMs. Okay, Nikki's then- raised her hand. <laughs> I've raised my hand again. I have, okay, back to this. I, I kind of don't understand this logic now that I'm thinking about it a little bit more. Because if your guy is a habitual liar or a cheater or whatnot, wouldn't he even have his phone on the table? Wouldn't he put it in his pocket? They're not that smart. Here's the thing, just, okay. to, just to zoom out even further. I don't believe in looking through phones or looking for those kinds of clues Mm -hmm. because from my I've never done that. What I did one time was I will I will give you enough rope to hang yourself. Mm -hmm. I was talking to this guy who was trash and he's still trash. And he got he got out of the car and he left his phone open. I didn't look. When he got back in the car, I just threw his phone in his lap and I was like, you left your phone open. I didn't say shit. He just started apologizing profusely. Oh, shit. So, I, like, I'm never going to do anything like that. I think that for anybody, man or woman, whatever, if you think that you're going to stop someone from cheating by snooping, you're not. If a person wants to cheat on you, they're just going to do it. And no, no amount of you snooping or trying to be all up their ass all the time is gonna like stop them from doing it i think if you feel the need to go through their phone then the relationship is probably in a bad place in a bad place and you already like i went through my ex-boyfriend's phone but i already knew he was cheating i just wanted to like see more you want proof. proof yeah but yeah. i already knew exhibit a i already knew <laughs> right well, this was great. This is a great 10th episode. Nikki, how fun. do you feel? I had fun. <laughs> is this it? No, it's not it. We're just wrapping up this segment. We still got to do our, our sit your ass down. Oh, that's my favorite. Yeah. That's juicy. It's going to be great. Okay, we got to take a break. Okay, take a break. Does anyone else want to intro? Because I I don't want to be judged for my my intros again. No, it's your show. Wah, 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 wah. Was that a good one? Yeah. I think that was pretty good. Okay. Yes. I did commit. Are we recording? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the people need to know what this is really like. This is full of transparency on this show. Okay, so start over. Do it again. I'm not starting over. <laughs> All right. Wah, 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 wah. See, that was too loud. Okay. All right. <laughs> See, Chelsea gets it. Chelsea gets it. Okay? Where were you? Do you know every time I say, where were you, I think about that time that that bird took that burger from you and that guy that you were dating just, like, stood there and looked? That was so fucking funny. Oh, my God. Fun times. So we are at the point in the show where we tell someone, sit your ass down. We should start doing, like, a sound bite. Sit your ass down. Sit your ass down. Fuck it up, Nikki. Fuck it up, Nikki. Fuck it up, Nikki. Fuck it up, Nikki. Sit your ass down. Sit your ass down. Sit your ass down. Sit your ass down. We're trash. With that being said, so y'all know about the whole thing that's been going on with Tyrese on social media. Oh, oh no, it's sad or funny. Okay, that's what we're gonna get to. <laughs> the memes on Twitter. Yeah, right. It's it's much. So as on Twitter yesterday, basically what's going on with Tyrese? Tyrese has been draining for a while. Yeah, since yeah. like two years ago. Yeah, for a while, from him telling black women what the fuck they need to do, oh, yeah. um, to thinking that he's qualified to give dating advice, just. A shit ton of stuff. To, um, what's his name? The Rock. Like calling out The Rock, who is a national fucking treasure, about doing a movie, and it's just like fuck off. Count the money in your pockets, asshole. And how right. many so do we need? Like how many do we need? Aren't they all the same? I, I can't tell. I'm gonna admit the stunts are really cool. I, I cried on the last one with Paul Walker when they CGI'd his face. I wasn't prepared. Oh, but I, I, I it's fine. We know you did it. <laughs> um, so Tyrese has been going through like a custody battle. His ex-wife accused him of abusing their daughter. Mm. And then he went on this emotional spiral. Like I think the blimp was 
excessive. That was really fucking creepy. He started doing this kind of predatory ass behavior, like with his daughter, like to have a plane, like sky riding, like it, it, it was a lot. Okay, here's my thing. So you're going to pay this plane all this money <laughs> to fly this shit. Can the daughter read? Was she like five? She's not that young. I'm sure she can Okay, read. so that's, that's my thing. So you're going to do this, but then you asking Will and Jada, they giving you $5 million because you can't pay your lawyer fees. Mm. What the Right, things aren't adding up. So for me, at some point, like once he did that like full cry breakdown, I was like, bro, got some mental health issues. I think so, yeah. Right. And so that's kind of what everybody concluded. But then, like, you switch over to Twitterverse, where people were just like, yesterday, y'all was talking about how bad mental health is in the community, and now y'all making fun of Tyrese. Let's just call time out right there. We can do both, okay? (laughs) (laughs) These two these things are not mutually exclusive, and this girl was like, it's like y'all are defending him being an abusive father by saying that he's that he has mental health issues. No, 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 no. That's calling a spade a spade. OK, <laughs> because if anything, if he actually was abusing his daughter, which none of us know whether or not that was true, wouldn't it tell you that he does have mental health issues because mentally sane people don't abuse children? And so why are you thinking that people are defending him just by saying that's just like if someone who you know is crazy as shit, like a serial killer, by being like, oh, bruh has bipolar disorder. We're not saying it was okay for him to skin three people alive. We're just <laughs> saying bruh got bipolar disorder. And then they're crazy. Bruh crazy. <laughs> so it's just kind of like... I want for people to understand. I feel like that's a part of the stigma that's wrong with mental health in the black community. It seems like I think people think that if you say that a person is depressed or has anxiety or whatever, because there's levels to that shit, that you're excusing their behavior. It's like, no, we're just calling it what it is and not Mm -hmm. saying, let's pray this thing away. Yeah. So nobody's jumping to his defense because nobody was there and nobody like actually knows what happened. So calm the fuck down. Sit your ass down. People can have mental health issues and be assholes and be wrong. People can also have mental health issues and be completely okay on their meds. Shit doesn't happen in a vacuum. Calm the fuck now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh. Is that from Bebe's kids? Mm-hmm. Yo, you know what cracks me up? This is so off topic, but when that toenail pops off, the baby bitch, cheese, and they yes. put it in the bathroom. Yes, oh Loki. When you saw Dijonay mm-hmm. on Proud Family, she didn't make you think about the friend from Baby's yes, Kids. That's Loki, that's some fan fiction that needs to be written. We need to know Dijonay's story. Yeah, I want to know what was up with her. Yeah. If it was La Cienega Boulevard is, they would have zoomed in on it. Let Offset tell it because she won black. <laughs> she won black. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Chelsea, any thoughts on Tyrese? Um, I just think it's a funny meme. But, <laughs> but I feel bad laughing at it because people are just... Black Twitter is so creative. I just... That's, that's how we hard. get by. Yeah. You got to laugh at pain. Yeah, but we do all agree that he needs to get some help and that he's draining his butt. So draining. Okay. Yeah. We love you guys. Thanks for hanging in there with us for 10 episodes. Maybe for the 11th episode, we'll have Beyonce. I'm just going to put it out there. And don't forget, send us some money. Yeah, send us money. We don't have like a thingy. We should set up a thingy so people can just give us money if they want to. We'll set up a GoFundMe. Okay. Maybe um, Kickstarter. Yeah. What's the money going to be for? New York equipment. rent? Equipment. What? You trying to shade our equipment? No, you just say that and then you could buy whatever you want. Chelsea just tried to shade our makeshift studio. It's fine. I love this studio. I'll be honest these with you, niggas. I'm cute. trying to get these satisfaction. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Don't fund the show. Don't send anybody money. Okay. Why would you fuck us up like that, Nikki? Okay, I won't spend the money on the Giuseppe's. I'll just you know what? Money. No, Nikki won't get any of the money. We'll just put it out there right now. Send okay. all the money to me. DM Nikki your nudes. Chelsea, <laughs> tell the people where they can find you. Um, you can follow me at Chelsea Turpin underscore. And that is my Instagram and Twitter. 
Wonderful. And, and we'll cuffing be. season. Has and been. at cuffing season, and that is S Z N. I love yes. how cool the youth is and the way they spell things. Yeah, we just sounded out. Cuffing season, that's nice. So we'll be I'll be looking out for the next one. Yeah. Um hopefully our listeners that are in New York will be listening. Or wherever to. it may wherever, be. Because we're gonna go on yes. tour, we're gonna talk about this off um line. It's getting cold. Y'all gotta find somebody and you know, Netflix and chill. At this point, I'm just looking forward to having a really warm blanket because I don't know what's going to happen. But I am going to go to cuffing season and hope for the best. Yay, yay. Yay, yay. Oh, my God. Now I want to hear that song. (laughs) That was at the end of Friday. Oh, my God. I can't even reminisce right now. So thank you guys for hanging in. We 10 episodes deep in this bitch. Where's up? Where's up? Where's up? Okay, you about to freestyle? Fuck <laughs> it up, baby! Okay, no, just tap out. Well. All right, follow well, us. Uh, follow me at Nikki Laura ADA on Instagram. Comment and rate us on what is it, iTunes? Yeah. What's the other one? SoundCloud. And we're on Google Play, Google but Play. I don't know anyone who uses Google Play. We should really look into that. Follow, subscribe, comment, send us an email, ncbpodcast at gmail.com. Send us some money. Again, send Nikki your nudes. <laughs> they are not safe with us. We will repost them. All right, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh, country. Mm-hmm.